Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Bienvenidos al episodio 146 de Latino Founder Hour. Los saluda Edgar Navas, fundador de Clica. Y hoy me acompaña Vanessa Álvarez, fundadora de NextMe. Vanessa, ¿cómo estás? Desde Seattle, Washington. How you doing, Vanessa? ¿Cómo estás? Estoy muy bien, gracias. Y gracias por tenerme esta mañana. No, no, no. Gracias por, por estar aquí con nosotros. Es un placer. Este, estaba muy, muy emocionado de conocer más acerca de tu plataforma. Y, pero bueno, cuéntanos uh, de dónde vienes, de cómo llegaste aquí, cómo, 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 llegó, cómo llegaste a este gran país o, o naciste aquí. Sí, yo soy nacida aquí. Uh, ah, ok. Mis, mi familia es del de Salvador. Ok. Y uh, llegaron ya hace muchos años y uh, llegaron al East Coast, o sea, llegaron a Rhode okay. Island. Y, uh, y yo nací en Rhode Island y pasé la mayoría de mi vida allí en Rhode Island. Entonces, uh, como no sé si conoces, eh, el estado es cerca de Nueva York uh, y Boston. Uh, hay una comunidad latina muy grande. En Rhode Island. Sí. Wow. Solo, solo he manejado a través, o sea, de, de Nueva York hacia Maine. Pero Rhode Island es tan chiquito que you blink and you miss it, ¿no? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so it, it's, it's interesting because um, as little as it is, there's a huge Latino community. Really? Uh, mostly of um, Central and South American. Uh, so Salvadorian, Guatemalan, uh, and then many Colombians and Bolivians and And then we have, you know, folks from the Caribbean as well, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. So it's, it's a mixture right, of, uh, of Latinos. And uh, wow. I was raised in Rhode Island. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, where are you from? Long Island. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but my family came to Rhode Island and um, they, you know, started working as many immigrant families do. Uh, when they're getting started, you know, they started in factories. Um, there was a big manufacturing uh, industry in on the East Coast at that time. So uh, they, you know, started working right away and eventually brought, you know, the rest of my family over. So my grandmothers and uh, uncles and aunts and, and you know how the story goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so we just, you know, I was raised in Rhode Island, went to school. Uh, and at the time, you know, it was different, right? Today, there's so many opportunities for Latinos. And I'm, you know, I'm so excited to be a part of that as well, you know, providing yeah. leadership. But, you know, back then, there wasn't a lot of role models in the Latino community. And so, Uh, your role models are your parents, right? For better or for worse. And, and right. so growing up in the community, I, um, you know, wasn't really focused on school. And, uh, you know, once I got out of high school, my mother was a single mother at that time. And she was like, okay, well, you know, here's an application to the factory, you know, come work here. And, uh, you know, this, this is what you're going to do. Uh, and so, you know, at the time, I thought that was what I was supposed to do, right? You think you're part of the circumstances around you and dictate yeah. who you are. Uh, and so, you know, I, I did that. And someone in the factory actually looked at me and said, you don't belong here, right? Uh, and, and so I, you know, got pushed into going to college. You know, I think that's, what I, that's how I would put it. Uh, I was pushed, but... Um, sometimes things happen for a reason, right? And, and yeah. I applied and uh, I did go to college and I wanted to be a lawyer, right? Because that's like every Latino's dream, <laughs> a lawyer or a doctor, or I guess any immigrant family. Um, and, uh, but that, you know, that wasn't for me. School wasn't for me at the time. I was, you know, a little bit distracted. And, and so I took some time off and, uh, and, 
one year became four years. And so anyway, I take it back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It, it happens, right? Um, I think when you realize you, you need some time to really think about what you want to do with your life. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, I tell this story a lot because I, I go through the positive influences that happened in during this trajectory and how they can influence you, right? Today, right. you try to do that through mentorships, right? And it's such a, um, you know, like a path that you have today. But to me, for me, I feel like it was so, it was serendipity, right? Um, people came into my life that influenced me at a time when I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't know anything about technology, right? Uh, and so I, I went to college the second time around, you know, I got a little bit more serious about it. I met some people uh, and a good friend of mine who said, what are you, you know, what are you doing? Why do you want to do law? Like business is so interesting. You should yeah. really take a look at like some you know, business courses, so on and so forth. So uh, I switched majors at the time to business, which was much more of like a liberal arts degree, right? Um, and this person was like, you know, go explore some different things. You know, there's so much to, happening to, in today's world with technology and so on and so forth. And uh, one thing led to another. Now, mind you, I'm still, you know, kind of working in the same uh, manufacturing industry. Now I'm like in customer service. You know, I, I worked my way through school the second time around. Uh, and I spent a good part of my 20s in customer service. Okay. Uh, and uh, and then I, I I moved to Boston with you know with my significant other at the time and uh, and there was no manufacturing in Boston right so I started like and, and you you don't know what you don't know right right uh, yeah like I I kind of you know we were talking about technology but I didn't really know what you know what to do and I'm still in this customer service mentality because that's what I was you know trained to do. Uh, and, and that's all you've uh, seen at that point, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's my. That was the only thing I was exposed to in Rhode Island, right? Like, I'm not in Silicon Valley. I'm not in Seattle, where there's like you know probably the emergence of Microsoft and Amazon at the time. Yeah. Right? We're talking, you know, '90s, and so um, I I went to this you know analyst research firm for an you know account manager role, uh, which is you know kind of very similar to customer service and. And they said, have you ever done market research? And I was like, well, I've done some kind of research, you know, projects in school. I, you know, I took a couple of marketing courses, you know, towards the end of my degree. Uh, but, you know, what do I have to do? And they're like, okay, it's like writing research. And, you know, we research technologies uh, in the communication space at the time. So we have a big focus on networking and telecoms. I had no idea what they were talking to yeah. me. Yeah, you're like, sure. What? I'm like, okay, whatever. What? How much does it pay? Oh, perfect. Yeah, Take exactly. It. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what to do. How much you're going to pay me? Done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wasn't picky about it. I wasn't like, oh, I need, you know, I need to only cover, you know, the fun stuff. I'm like, give me whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I had a mentor there. It was a company called the Yankee Group. Uh, which was primarily focused on doing telecom research. And they uh, had an analyst rotation program for junior analysts who wanted to learn, right? Uh, and it was mostly for um, recent grads. And I had already okay. had some time out of school. But this person kind of, you know, again, became a great mentor of mine and said, just go for it, you know, like, try it out, see how it works out. And if you don't like it, then you can always go back to the account manager role that you originally signed up for. Uh, so I did that, you know, I did a rotational program for two years. I became an analyst and it became my career. You know, oh, that's I, great. Just, I just fell right into technology. Um, I learned everything there was to learn, right? Again, today there are so many online courses, so many people who are so giving with their time to teach, right? Yeah, I think at the time there was not that many courses, and you know there was a, a lot of mentors in the Yankee Group who I attribute my career to. Right at the end of the day, who really helped me to develop as an analyst, uh, helped me develop the skills I needed to really understand technology, uh, and and helped me to think right uh, how to look at technology in the context of business. Correct. Uh, 
And so I, you know, I learned cloud computing uh, when it was just starting. I was fascinated by what was happening in this space, and uh, and I will. And, and that was just that that was just done through your research, but work. But yeah. work exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I and I tell that again because you know some kids today, especially in the Latino community, don't adjust to the traditional school curriculums, right? Correct, yeah. Well, obviously we, you know, I'm a big proponent of going to school. I know there's different ways of learning, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I love that in technology, there's so many um, so many companies who actually offer a lot of on-the-job on training, right? Uh, they have, you know, Intel has its own Intel University. Yeah. Uh, Cisco does as well. Uh, you know, Amazon has a ton of training programs, Microsoft too. And I love that, you know, and so the Yankee group at the time was kind of like that, but very, you know, ad hoc. And uh, they were trying out this rotational program. And so, you know, I, I started focusing on cloud and I would write, you know, I would write my thoughts. I would write my opinions. Obviously, you know, I would do a lot of research uh, and people ask me all the time, you know, like, how did you get into cloud? Like, you know, what was it that, you know, got you to this point uh, to be on like, you know, the top 100 cloud computing influencers and experts and so on and so forth. Uh, and I, I said, you know, I did a lot of work on my own, right? I did a lot of writing. I would reach out to publications and, hey, do you want to... Uh, do you want some content? You know, I, I'd love to write for you. I'd love to write a blog about my thoughts, uh, what I'm thinking in this space. And, you know, most of them would say, sure, you know, send us samples and, you know, and I would do it for free, right? A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if I can do work for free. I did, you know, yeah. <laughs> because I really wanted to make it, you know, I really wanted to like make my mark. I wanted to build my brand and that's what it took, right? Uh, for me, people ask how, how did it happen for me? And this is how it happened. Right. Uh, and then eventually yeah. people start asking, you know, I, I start getting paid for it. Right. And the same thing happened with speaking engagements. Uh, I would get invited to conferences to speak on cloud computing. And uh, and so, you know, fast forward a few years, you know, about probably a decade of um, my whole analyst career was in the cloud computing space as it emerged. Uh, I thought, let me roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty a little. Uh, you know, I've been writing about this research. I, you know, I've been, um, you know, speaking to different companies about how to implement these technologies. Like, let me go do something, you know. Yeah. I, I'm, I was fascinated by Silicon Valley. I would go there for business and talk to startups. I, I, I loved what, you know, the energy that was in the Valley at the time and that I just wasn't seeing in Boston anymore, right? I see. Yeah, yeah, it was more like a wow compared to technology to what was happening in the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I just had a question. You know, how, how did how, I mean? It's a little bit personal. How did your mom react to that? Because you know, we tend to see you know Latina moms, especially you know, they're very protective. You know, yes. our moms are extremely protective, and they're like, well, if you started deviating from the path yes. that they see, and, and yeah. they immediately flip. And I can, you know, I have some from my mom that's phenomenal. Yeah. But but she's like, no, why are you doing this? If you know, you have you the clear path is they're like, no, mom, I want to go this way and I'll be fine. You know, you, yeah. But right. how was that for they came from another country, right? To yeah. this country. And yet I moved literally from Rhode Island to Boston, which was 45 minutes away. And they were like, Oh my God, you know, why are you moving out? Um, yeah. and, and and why are you leaving a job? You know, why are you like leaving said, yeah. a service job? You have a job. You know, you should be grateful you have a job, mm -hmm. you know, the mentality. And of course, I'm so grateful. You know, it's my it's my culture. Right. That's how we're brought right. up. And so but it was very hard. It was very hard for them to understand um, that I, one, I wanted to, you know, leave the customer service job. And, mm -hmm. and then number two, it's just something that they didn't really understand, right? I mean, I think to this day, they still don't understand. That <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> but um, but it, was, it was very hard, you know? And then at the time, you know, all these social media platforms were coming up, you know, and emerging. And, you know, it took, you had to just be out there and building your brand, right? Getting right, yeah. Out and, 
and in the way you know a lot of your blogs and everything and the only thing they saw was like oh you're always on your phone right like what are you doing <laughs> you're wasting your time on your phone i'm like i'm not i'm actually no, i'm actually working yeah i build my career here and 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 networking with people i've met some of the most amazing people and friends on twitter right from you know a span of like 12 years 15 yeah. years ago uh, so you know, and, and, and you do you, but to see for them, it's just like wow. I mean, you're meeting a stranger on the phone. I mean, that that has to be such a, it was, a, a just an abstract thought. That's like yes. what? What? I was like, yes. what are you doing? You? I mean, just, I, I don't. I can't even imagine honestly. You know what that thought process is? It's just it like, was so hard to explain. It was really hard. You know, we were talking 2010, right? So yeah. Um, it was still very early days for social media and, and people getting on there and understanding what it meant for your career. You know, it wasn't just for kids. And mm -hmm. so it was really hard. And then when I, I decided to kind of roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty, at that point, I thought maybe I should go for an MBA, right? I thought about going back to school. Uh, and, but then I had already gotten the startup bug, right? I like, I loved going to the Valley. I had good friends there. Uh, I, I quit my job as an analyst, you know, and really just started focusing on looking for what I wanted to do in startup land. Yeah. Uh, and three weeks later, I had an offer from a Series A startup in my space, like the cloud storage space. Uh, you know, I talked to him on a Tuesday, the CEO, Uh, and then on a Thursday, you know, I talked to the team and then on Friday I had an offer in my inbox. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so like, aren't you going to fly me out? Like, I want to meet, you know, the team. He's like, no, you come highly recommended. Again, this goes back to kind of building your brand yeah. and, and focusing on, you know, the areas that you want to focus on and people just come to you. Right. Uh, right. It's, I feel like. Your network is your net worth. That quote is so very true, right? Because the people that you associate yourself with are what gets you to where you want to be. Like, you right. don't do it alone. I do agree on that. Uh, and so, you know, he's the CEO said, you come highly recommended. Um, you know, we love what we heard. We read about you, et cetera. Uh, when can you come out? And it's like, oh, I'll come out on Labor Day weekend, you know, because it was July. It was like, yeah. no, we, we want you out here in two weeks. <laughs> oh wow okay yeah so i i know and now i have two weeks to tell my family right i mean i I'm had pack up and yeah um you know i said i tell my mom like i want to move out to california i really love it uh but i don't think they really you know believed it because you know I, even though i was in boston i would still come back like every weekend to visit my mom you know yeah with my family my grandmother and my aunts uh <clears throat> And so when I made a decision to accept the offer, I mean, they all cried, right? Of my, course, yeah. My, women, my mother, my, my aunt, my grandparents, my cousins, like six women. Uh, wow. they, took, they all took me to the airport. They all cried. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but, you know, I was like, look, you guys did it. You came from one country to another. You, you left my grandmother, you know. Um, yeah. So, I think, you know, they adjusted. I mean, what other choice did they have, right? But, uh, you know, I moved out to the Valley. I, I loved it, right? I, I thought this was like, it was like the equivalent of someone, you know, an actor coming to New York or to Hollywood, right? Absolutely. Like, well, first of all, no more, no more snow. <laughs> right, no more snow. <laughs> uh, and then, um, you know, I, I, I started working in a startup and it was series A. I was their first marketing hire. I figured it out, right? I had never yeah. really done enhanced marketing. Um, you know, being an analyst had me doing market research, of course, but it was different, right? Uh, and again, I feel like I made the right choice when I decided between an MBA and going to a startup. Yeah. I thought, it was a paid was MBA. Yeah, it was. I You know, and again, I'm not opposed to going to school, but if it's not for you, it's okay. Right. right? There's so many different ways today to learn uh, and so many different options. So, uh, so yeah, for me, I, I just do better on hands with the on hands training mm -hmm. and on hand you know, and stuff like on the job. And I did, you know, I, I figured it out. I, 
came in as a director of marketing, uh, you know, which basically means you do everything in a series exactly, A startup. Yeah. <laughs> because you're the only person outside of the engineers. Uh, and it was great. I, I felt like it was, you know, five years in one year, right? And oh, then wow. I, yeah. I, then I went to another startup in the Valley, uh, again, a little bit more mature, again, recommended by someone I knew. Um, and uh, and then I started thinking like, okay, startup startups are hard, right? Like, let me yeah. go dip my into like a bigger company, someone that is um, big, but doing exciting things, right? Uh, and so... Still innovative, still fun. Yeah, yeah still, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I ha- I still had, you know, good connections at Amazon, right? Amazon Web Services. You know, I had been following cloud computing for a long time and they were the pioneers in the space, right? Yeah. So I would have, you know, I had good connections. And one day a friend of mine reached out and said, hey, we're starting our enterprise marketing B2B uh, team here at Amazon Web Services. Like, would you consider joining the team? And I said, I'm not moving to Seattle. <laughs> we know how this story ended, but. <laughs> yeah. And from Seattle, Vanessa Alvarez. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, uh, so, you know, one thing led to another, the interview process, and, and they said, you know, based in Seattle. Okay. And I said, okay, well, you know, I thought maybe I'll just move there for a year, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, then come back to California and um, and and you know look for something else, but that's not how it ended, right? Uh, no, and, I, and here we are in the Latino yes. founder hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, you know, one of the things that I like to highlight, you know, in this conversation is really there's so many different paths to to learning something. What I had originally started off with of being a lawyer is not what I became. And I'm so glad that I didn't, right? Neither because am I. I. Like yeah. I found my calling, you know, I found what I really wanted to do. Uh, one of the things that working in startups, and I think I always knew, but seeing you know, working in startups and then working at Amazon, you know, where the culture is very much of, of you know, building things and, do, you know, inventing stuff with purpose and so on and so forth. I, I felt like I needed to do something from my own, you know, and, yeah. um, and so I, uh, I got together with a partner. Coincidentally, uh, I started looking for a place to live and I thought maybe buying in Seattle wouldn't be a bad thing at the time buying a home. Uh, and so as I went through the process, I started um, seeing how inefficient the process was, right? Yeah. Home Have buying, to go through a realtor or, or like listing yeah. some correct. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was really cumbersome. It was really tedious. And, you know, I thought the e-commerce revolution happened a long time ago, right? Like Amazon yeah. taught us that you can order anything at the click of a button, Right? Why can't buying a home be the same thing? Yeah. Right? Or at least much easier than what it is today. Uh, and so, you know, I think when when we look at um, wanting to be founders, like you really have to have that innate curiosity, and, and you you know yourself, right? Like of fixing something that is completely you know, a broken process, or just wanting to make things better, right? Uh, for people, companies, for whoever it may be. Uh, and you have to have that curiosity and that awareness as a founder to figure out like what is it that you can solve here and what is it that you can do better uh, and so I you know got together with my partner who ended up being the person that I was trying to get a mortgage from like you know, I had a conversation <laughs> with him and I'm like oh, is this process for real like is this really how it happens He's like, yeah. And he, you know, he'd been in the industry for, you know, over seven years at that point. And he's like, this is how it's always been. And I'm oh, sure wow. you know, those yeah. are like fighting words for any founder. Exactly. That's just like music to the ears of like, all right, this is. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There's, there's a problem here and we need to fix it. Uh, and so, you know, as someone coming from B2B, you know, I've always been in enterprise marketing and enterprise tech. I wanted to come in with a fresh pair of eyes to something consumer focused, right? And I feel like sometimes in all of my career changes, I've always come in with a fresh pair of eyes. uh, And I felt like this was the same, right? Let me come in and 
look at it differently from what you know people in the industry for 20 years have have seen yeah and and, and that's the reason why they say that's the, this is the way it's always been done uh, and so we we got together, you know, we thought about a bunch of different business businesses and business models, but really targeting the, the from the search to to buying the home, right? Or it's going to see the home, like just those that little part of the process was already tedious, and that's just the beginning. You know, you can't even start to think about the part where you're like going through the offer process and then the you know, the title and escrow and then, you know, the closing, it's just really tedious process. Yeah. Um, we saw a lot of different startups targeting the um, different parts of that chain, uh, but we didn't really see much happening in the beginning, right? So helping homebuyers get kicked off in a process, okay. right? Traditionally, people will, you know, look for a friend who's an agent or look for friends to recommend someone who's an agent. People have different experiences with an agent. Some are good, bad, you know, it, it doesn't really tell you what experience you're going to have. And so right. um, one of the things that we wanted to do was eliminate that part of the process for you, right, which is you know, at Next to Me, what we do is we provide instant access to homes, right? Okay. And so what we basically do, if you think about Uber, it's Uber for real estate. When we uh, when we have a home buyer on our platform, if that home buyer wants to go see a home, they can click Tour Now and they will connect with an agent within 60 seconds who's, oh, in, wow. a, who's in a three-mile radius of the home that they want to go see. And then you connect, say, yes, I'm close by. Let's meet at the home. I'll open up the door and, you know, you can see the home. And today's hot markets, you know, particularly like on the West Coast, Seattle, San Francisco, um, Boston on the East Coast, it's really critical, right? Time is your enemy. You do not want any kind of downtime uh, right. you know, involved when you're going to see the home and then eventually making an offer. And that's the part that we wanted to eliminate, right? You don't have to call an agent. You don't have to call five agents to see which one you like. Um, it's just like getting in a car. Let's just get it done. Yeah. Right? I just want to get from point A to B quick. Yes. Don't talk to me and, and let me go through it. Exactly. You know, uh, and so we felt that that's really what people wanted. And, you know, the the user behavior shows us exactly that. Right. People yeah. request to go see a home at eight o'clock in the morning, like far, far ahead of the open house time. You know, they just want to get in right away to see it and see if it's a fit for them and then make an offer. Uh, and and that's, you know, part of the the our value proposition. The second value proposition that we have is cash back, right? So today, mm -hmm. you know, if you take a look at the real estate industry, traditionally there's been a 6% commission, which by the way, that only exists in the United States, right? In Europe, you still see one or 2%. Like one or 2%, percent, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in the United States, it's still 6%. Now, why is that, right? Whenever I ask that, like, Nobody could just give me because a answer. Because it is, yeah. Yes, right? And I'm just like, that's not... And that was maybe fine, you know, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. But today, there's so much technology that eliminates a lot of the work, upfront work that yeah. you have to do that, you know, there's no need for, uh, you know, that kind of um, that kind of uh, commission. So Absolutely. What we do is we work with our agents. We do all the upfront work for real estate agents on our platform who sign up. Uh, and once they sign up, they commit to a 1.5% commission fee. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, agents must hate that. But the reality is that we're doing a lot of the upfront work by getting the home buyer to their phone. So basically, the right. agent is not doing anything. They're basically just getting a home buyer lead to their phone. Yeah. The home buyer clicks tour now that automatically goes to the closest agent and it will just, you know, go to all the different agents in, until someone picks up. Right. So it's first come, first serve. Like you, yes. you got to be on your toes and yes. as, an, as an agent. Okay. I like yes. that. Uh, and it eliminates the bias up front. Right. So the agent doesn't see a picture of the home buyer until they accept. Okay. And then vice versa, the home buyer doesn't see the a picture of the agent until they, you know, it gets accepted. It eliminates the bias. You know, I feel like 
no matter what, it's just innate human behavior for us to have, you know, a bias, right? Mm. It's, okay, do I want to see a woman or do I want to see a man, et cetera. So we eliminate all of that up front. Uh, and then we just, you know, provide the, the instant access to the home, right? Um, and for me, I think that's that's the way it should be. Uh, you Absolutely, know, yeah. Today, um, today's uh, today's society wants instant gratification, on-demand mm-hmm. services, and uh, and it doesn't matter what it, what it is, right? Whether it's a home, whether it's a pair of shoes, like it's just the same. But it's instant of- gratification and comfort. The ability. Yes. I mean, you know where we live. It's raining. It's miserable. If I want to buy a house, I don't want to be outside right now. Right. Exactly. I want to be able to view it on yep. my phone or my computer it's like is that a good neighborhood and or i could see oh this next to the freeway then down it's just like yes. we have all the technology and tools to eliminate a lot of the friction that existed exactly and you don't need an agent anymore really to do that for you right uh, and so you know that's the way we felt we felt like a lot of the technology is already there yeah uh, and so we essentially want to streamline the whole process from beginning to end we've started with this piece um, we're beginning to add the mortgage component to our platform as well. So you can, we have two partners on our platform uh, that you can get interest rates from, you know, uh, do some interest rate shopping, yeah. uh, pre-approval letter. You know, when I started this home buying process, I consider myself a fairly educated person, right? There was a ton of things that I did not know in, in the process, right? Uh, and things that I wish I would have known ahead of time. Uh, and so we try to educate the consumer as much as possible. Up like front. upfront, like what are yeah. you going to need? This yeah. is what you get into. Yes, exactly. Okay. You know, um, when we talk about the cash back, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can basically cover closing costs. You know, when I, when, when I was told about closing costs, I thought maybe it was going to be a couple of hundred dollars. Right? Like, <laughs> <"That's not." laughs> several thousands. Yeah. It's in yes. the, yeah. And so I'm, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even plan for this. You know, I mean, I had, you know, I had to go and like get, you know, some more money, but it's not something I had planned for. Not that much anyway. And yeah. so, uh, so those are the things that we try to educate the consumer up front on. Uh, the pre-approval letter is another thing. Right? So making sure that they have a pre-approval letter ahead of time, make sure that you know what you can afford uh and 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 then you know start working with that and then eventually what we want to add like title and escrow and inspection and so on and so forth so basically yeah. streamlining the whole you know buying and selling process uh and and that's what we're excited about right uh we know there's a huge opportunity in, you know in the last few years um we've seen a, a ton of startups in the real estate space uh, residential real estate uh, tackling different um, challenges along the value chain, um, but ultimately just trying to make it easier for people uh, with technology, right? Uh, yeah. And so, um, there hasn't we haven't seen that level of innovation in a really long time. Uh, you know, the last you know uh, the last phase was when Zillow and Redfin you know emerged mm-hmm. in the early two thousands, and we really hadn't seen anything since then. Uh, and so, you know, it's an exciting time to be in, in real estate tech or prop tech, what it's called. Uh, and, you know, we, we raised half a million dollars last year. To kind and, of- seed capital or angel yeah. capital? Angel okay. capital. So that was going to be one of my questions. Like, how do you guys start, you know, obviously, you know, funded, but now you raised, you know, half a million to, to get it started. Yes. Uh, so we bootstrapped for a long time. To- yeah. You know, to get there, it's not easy, you know, that's, you know, but, you know, I'm not immune to hard work, you know, I've done it my whole life. Uh, And, um, and, and so, you know, when we got funded, it was just a a great validation um, as something that, yeah. As a Latina, number one, and then that we had something there. I knew we had something there, right? It's absolutely. um, it's just the process. You just get to get other people to to, to yeah. validate again to say yes with a check. The, yeah. the best validation <laughs> is that <laughs> right? Exactly. Like put your money where your mouth is if Absolute, you're gonna yeah. really you know uh, support me. So um, so we're excited about that. We have two great angel investors. Uh, one longtime uh, real estate investor himself who actually used our product. 
Uh, he okay. used it to sell his condo uh, in downtown Bellevue. And he was so impressed by the process that he reached out to us uh, and, you know, asked to speak to, to my partner and I about like what we were doing, what this model mm-hmm. was like. Um, and three months later, you know, we, we walked him through the business model. We walked him through like what we were thinking, uh, and he was like, "Okay, you know." Uh, All right, so that's the that's the best validation yeah. that you can get a customer that became an investor. Yes, I mean, boom, yes. that's it. And then our second angel investor is an ex Microsoft veteran. Um, was with Microsoft early days, and then does um, angel investing and also in the real estate industry. So we have two investors who really understand our business. Uh, yeah. Right. So one of the things that I I've learned in this process <laughs> is that you really should work with people who understand the business and yeah. who can understand the vision. Uh, because we, you know, we did start off talking to every investor in Silicon Valley, right? Uh, and you know, half the time you're spending educating a lot of people. Right? Absolutely. Um, it's it's really a lot of downtime as founders, right? When you're the ones who are running the business, it's it's really um, it, it takes a toll on you. Yeah. Um, no, so- and, and you know, and from my experience, I don't know if it was the same with you. I found that the, our angel investors, they, they, I mean, the people that invest and that the, they wrote you a check, they're either they're investing in you and they get it right away, yeah, or they did they don't, and if they don't, my not advice, but my, my lessons like don't spend too much time trying to make someone understand. If they don't get it right away, they don't yeah. move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard lesson learned. Right? It's a hard lesson. I'm, I'm talking about four or five years ago and I was like, ah, shit. And I, should, I wasted six <laughs> months or a year. Uh, yeah. And it's like trying to you know go back and go back. And I was like, well, if they don't, like you said, if, if you're trying to get, get in an MBA and what you're doing, then it's the wrong person. It's not right. the right fit. Yes, exactly. And as much as you want it to be, right? It's mm-hmm. just not. Um, it's just not. So, so we did learn that. Um, but these, you know, these two angel investors are great. And we feel that there's a lot of movement in this industry now where, you know, the, the VC industry is getting up to speed on, you know, what needs to be done in the real estate industry, mm-hmm. um, what needs to be changed or fixed. Um, so, so that's good news. Um, we have, of course, as you know, uh, you're always fundraising. <laughs> always, yeah. Always. Um, so we are looking to round out our seed, our seed round um, of two million, uh, and we're working on that, and uh, and then just working on the platform, right? Continue to to streamline um, the process. You know, take out inefficiencies in the chain, uh, and. Um, and then, you know, have users. The good thing is that, you know, the market is fairly hot right now. So yeah. uh, we, you know, we're definitely busy. Uh, and, you know, as I'm sure you know as well, uh, running a business and fundraising and then, you know, doing everything else, like trying to spend time with family is hard, right? Um, yeah. in, the pan- recently- in a pandemic, in the middle of a global pandemic, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so it's it's interesting. You know, you just have to really balance yourself or figure out what the right balance is for you. Uh, you know, it's people talk about not burning out. You know, everybody has different levels of burnout, right? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, it, it's been the, 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 the pace this year, 2020, 21, into 21, it's been brutal. It's so hard. And I, I recently moved my mother out to Seattle from Rhode Island. Because uh, I just, you know, I don't, I don't uh, have absolutely. time anymore. Travel yeah. back. I'm so busy. You know, we're trying to build a business here, and um, and so it's time that you come, you know, closer to me. And that's uh, good. She's been enjoying the Seattle rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's not snow. It's not Welcome snow. Exactly. It's not snow. <laughs> it's progress. But so, uh, you know, you, you and, and and I read the profile on your uh, co-founder phenomenal i mean great story because uh, i mean hardship uh and i get it, it resonated with me because i have a good friend from college exactly the same similar story you know Kurt, kurdish immigrant it had some really hard hardship in the 19 and, and during the saddam hussein regime in the 90s had to yeah. fled to turkey uh, uh sweet uh, um sweden eventually mm-hmm. so it, it you know a good friend a personal good friend so when i read that i was like oh my god this is my friend millie you know and uh, okay. back at college and i was like you so you, you're uh, you know 
sons of immigrant team, you know, underrepresented. Has that, have you seen any, um, any hardship, well, not hardship, but has that seen, you know, have you played that to your advantage or has that been a disadvantage in the Seattle there in the, in the startup? I think, I think the first time founder underrepresented is definitely a challenge uh, and an opportunity, right? Uh, We definitely have to prove ourselves much more. Uh, I feel than you know, obviously second and third time founders. Uh, And so uh, I think we're, you know, we're facing that, that challenge. Um, But we also do try to focus on uh, having discussions with investors who are focused on the underrepresented um, and, you know, community. And there's a lot of them who are really doing it. And then there's some others who are, you know, just talk, right? So yeah. it's just a matter of parsing who, who those are and making sure that you're talking with the right ones who are truly trying to make a difference. Um, so, you know, uh, investors have often asked us, like, you know, why, you know, why did you choose each other to start this? And, you know, I, as you know, any immigrant family has always been a challenge to come to this country. My parents came here uh, crossing the border, right? And so, uh, and a lot of my family did as well. Uh, And so, uh, you know, I understand the struggles, right, of my family, of growing up in low-income neighborhoods and, you know, taking, you know, government assistance and so on and so forth. Um, and then when I look at people that I want to be involved with and that I know I can grow a business with, I want to look for people who have had similar challenges, right? Yeah. Who and have persevered and who have come out of it, uh, who, who understand what it's like to go through hardships because you do when you're starting a business, right? Uh, and so you have to really have the stomach to to be a founder, right? And, and take the punches. Yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, and so I felt like Arian was that, right? You have been able to come out of a refugee camp. You know, uh, I admire that story of his, you know, his father, like, had many opportunities to leave the camp by himself and never gave up on his children, you know, no. now it's either my whole family or or nothing, you know, um, and five kids and then eventually I mean, seven. I mean, yeah. just reading that story, just my stomach sunk. I mean, it was just like uh, <laughs> any hardship that we can have and a pills in comparison. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so I feel like if you can come out of that uh, and, and still, you know, with a smile on your face and you're still moving 150%, you know, forward, like that's the kind of person I want to work with. Hats off. Hats right? off. Yes. I would trade that for any MBA, you know. Anytime. 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 Twice on Sunday. Yes, for sure. Because an MBA can get you far, but it can only get you so far. And you know, being a But resilience, that kind of experience, yeah. that's, yeah, that's jet fuel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, we often get asked that, you know, and I would say he kind of feels the same too, you know, he understands my family uh, and the challenges that they've gone through, that I've gone through. And, uh, and you know, we make a good team in that sense. Uh, he brings yeah. the industry experience. I bring the technology experience. Uh, and together, you know, I feel like we're going to take this, all the way, right? With or without funding, right? I, Absolutely. I, you know, the funding is great help. It'll make us move faster. But at the end of the day, like, this is what I want, you know? And I'm not that girl anymore. No. <laughs> well, and, and welcome. Now, now, now you have another family. So we, we one of the <laughs> things that we do here, and when you asked me early, you know, what, how do we start this program? It's like, just for fun. Some, somebody just invited me like, hey, would you like to host this? Like, sure. I, I got an hour a week and, you know, it's not that I'm, I'm extremely busy, but I'm, you know, this is fun. And I, that we had no idea what we're getting into. So it's like, we'll just meet founders. It's a, it's a great way to meet people, get inspired, yeah. keep going. Because I hear stories like that on, on my down days when I'm like, why am I doing this? Why, yeah. I, why am I, why am I here? And I get stories like, you know, it's like, this is why they're like, okay, yeah. it's, it's just, it, it, it's, it's my recharging battery. But yeah. the other part of, you know, now we're into 
146 episodes and we met some amazing people on the Latino startup community through. It's It's been an amazing ride. But we're also connecting now, people. So you are fun, looking for funding. I'm, you've seen my taking my notes. I have yes. some funds that I would like to introduce you to. It's like, hey, you know, uh, because they're, you know, very focused on their underrepresented founders exclusively. Okay. So, yeah, I'd love that. I appreciate that. Um, like I said, you know, we have business, you know, the business model, uh, we have users, you know, we have uh, project financial projections, you know, everything I think in place to, to make it happen. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, like I said, whether or not we get it, like we're still going to make it happen. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we want investors who are in it for the long term and uh, and believe in us, right? Yeah. Uh, I think this is probably the culmination of my career. And like, you know, for a long time, you're proving to your family that you can make it. You're proving to you know, people in your, your community that you grew up with that you can make it. Uh, today, I think it's just to myself and uh, in building something that I can, you know, really say I, I did something with my life and career. Absolutely. Uh, and that I provided a service to people that made their life easier. And, and like I just say, inspiration. Because so yeah. people will listen to that like, man, I want to be like, I want to be like Vanessa. I wanted, yeah. If she did it, why, why can't I? And, and that's a, that's a question. Yes, you know? exactly. Uh, and there's a longer story, one that maybe some other day we'll get on over coffee. Uh, or beer. Story. Yeah. Yes, or exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, it, it, I go back to my mother because I, mean, I don't know if you're curious as to how she deals with it now. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still has a little bit of that mentality, you know, um, you know, why would you leave Amazon an Amazon job? Or why would you leave a Microsoft job? Like they're great. Like a well-paid job. So yeah. Well. Like you why would you do this? Man? And and it, it just comes down to like who you want to be in your life and what you what mark you want to leave. Uh, and it's really, I mean, yes, of course we all need money, right? But at the end of the day, it's yeah. more than that. You know, it's more Absolutely. than 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 you know a paycheck it's about who who makes you right uh, and so um yes and, and the impact you leave on other people Absolutely. and and i do you know a lot of mentorship today um i'm part of the latino community fund uh who focuses on high school students going into college uh, with similar backgrounds you know mm-hmm. um and so I, I love seeing what I see there today because they're so driven, you know, I wish I would have been <laughs> and had people pushing me along, you know? And so, uh, but you know, they're driven, they just need the opportunities. And so um, opening opportunities up to uh, this, this, you know, these mentees is something that I love doing. Uh, opening doors, that's the most important thing you can do for, for people, right? It's opening yeah. doors and connections uh, and and helping them to get through, you know, the process. And uh, and so, yeah, I love that. I love it. No, no, that, that's, a, yeah, I, I was curious about the mom because, I, again, it resonates to what my, I don't think my parents still know what I do. No. <laughs> I'd be like, why do you know why? Yeah. It's just like, don't worry. We'll be fine. Eventually, we'll be fine. I, I've taught her the pitch, though. I'm like, this is how you have to pitch it if somebody asks you what we yeah. do. <laughs> just learn it. And that's it. Do you don't have to understand that. You just have to repeat it. That's it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, but, and, and uh, what's, but, so, 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 um, I mean, this is exciting. You guys have a functional product. I actually uh, uh, test wrote it. Uh, it's, you know, I like you know how the clean it is. I'm not looking for a house because, I'm, but if I were, it's like, yeah, that this this will be my starting point. Like, where do I want to go? On a, show me on a map, and exactly that's what I did. It's like if I was starting, this is the first thing that will look like. You know, the the zone. Yes, exactly. And start filtering. Yeah. And we just eliminate the need for, you know, the back and forth of an agent and, uh, and then, you know, trying to get into a home, you can actually make an offer mm-hmm. as well. 
Um, we are looking to expand. So we're in the Seattle, greater Seattle area and in Boston. And we'll expand to California and Texas um, in the next year or so. Uh, and, and then, you know, ultimately build out much more services on the platform. But it is the way that you should buy a home today, right? Nobody Absolutely. Wants- wait around we want instant gratification on demand uh and the agent partners have on our platform are from other real estate firms so uh berkshire hathaway um sotheby's coldwell banker you know remax they are part of a firm but they can use our platform as additional revenue streams correct generation so we don't we don't incur the overhead of hiring our own agents, which is no. a huge advantage for us. Uh, so it's exciting. I think you know whenever we talk to people, you know they have horror stories in some instances where they've had such a bad experience, and I'm thinking this is should be one of the best experiences of your life. Absolutely, um, and yeah. yet you know it hasn't been that. So so it's exciting. We're we're going forward 150% and uh and let's see you know awesome well uh Vanessa thank you so much for coming to the show we would love to have you back and you know your co-founder always welcome the more the Mary would love to you know hopefully yes. connect soon once we you know we're on the other side of the pandemic yes. and our, my job, I'm going to take you from home for homework and making those interests because I think it's, it's a phenomenal resource. And I've I, I been looking at it and, and there are funds exactly looking for it. You know, how to, where do we, where do we connect with, um, with people like Vanessa? Awesome. Okay. Yes. I yeah. Would love- so I'll you know, expect a couple of emails in the, ne- in, the, in the next few days from me. So, you know, to connect, you know, all these, you know, uh, fund managers uh, and, you know, some of them are Latino, some of them are not, but they're specifically uh, fund underrepresented founders. So that's their mission. And, you know, I feel like now we're in the middle. So like, Hey, I just talked to this person. What are you looking for? Let's connect with that. If you're looking for some other resources, let, Oh, I, you know, we know this, this people, et cetera. So. Yeah, fantastic. I'd love that. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a happy weekend. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.